Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the meeting was just over an hour. Alderman Ralph Hanauer was the Committee of the Whole Chairman. He kept the trains on time. Greatly appreciate that. A lot to get to, though. So plenty of conversation at last night's Committee of the Whole. And we start... I telling you the council roundups here on the WMAY morning news feed brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. It's their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. All right, so uh, we start uh, every meeting with the treasurer's report. It's good to hear how much cash is on hand, how much is in the bank, how much of your tax dollars the city of Springfield sitting on right now, and it's... A hefty amount. So uh, here's Treasurer Misty Busher. The beginning balance of the corporate fund in December was $44,168,297. We took in total receipts of $9,722,073. We had total disbursements in the month of December of $8,189,899, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of December of $45,700,471. <laughs> Chair Hanauer, at the close of business in December, the ARPA fund balance of that ending balance is $15,202,007. So there's still $15 million of America Rescue Plan Act funds, tax funds from the federal government for COVID-19 relief that the city of Springfield's sitting on. Now, the Biden administration has actually broadened how those dollars can be used. This is a recent headline. State and local governments will have greater flexibility to spend $350 billion of federal COVID-19 aid under new rules from the Biden administration. The revised rules mean that those cities and counties will be free to spend their entire allotment on any government services without having to prove they lost revenue during the pandemic. The rules also allow spending on more types of construction and a wider range of high-speed internet projects, among other things. So the final U.S. Treasury rule comes 10 months after the Biden administration implemented the $1.9 trillion ARPA plan. So uh, we'll see how that impacts whatever the decisions are moving forward for that initial $15 million, which was part of $17 million the city got yes uh, last year, and what the additional $17 million they're going to get this year is. That's just the city of Springfield. That's not the city of Chicago, which got, God, I think, like a billion plus. Uh, that's not Cook County. That's not the county governments. That's not other municipalities across the state or across the country. So a lot of cities, a lot of municipalities and counties and, and governments have these dollars. Uh, and how they're going to be able to implement using those dollars, uh, getting a little bit of a tweak by the U.S. Treasury Department. Uh, so we'll follow up and see what happens there. Meanwhile, uh, moving on to other business in the Committee of the Whole last night. Uh, we've talked about this in the past where you know there's, there's, of course, the agenda and it's got measures that they're considering to put on the debate agenda or the consent agenda. But also part of that is uh, ordinances remaining in committee. And I remember one time years ago, there were like five pages of ordinances remaining in committee. Uh, and they kind of let these things linger out there. They're ideas that are brought up that don't advance and they just remain in committee. Uh, uh, and you get these just stacking up, and they're supposed to be taken off the agenda after six months, but you've got some of these that are being highlighted from time to time. In particular, one that remains in committee, uh, Alderman Joe McMiniman says he's not ready to move on yet. Would allow liquor miniatures to be sold at the convenience store at Hy-Vee. I can't advance this ordinance myself. Um, I'm going to wait for some guidance from MacArthur Boulevard Association. 
to see what they think about it. So uh, we could hear a debate about that in the future, but as of right now, it's going to remain in committee. Another measure that we've heard about in the past and really haven't seen it advance yet deals with panhandlers downtown Springfield and how to deal with those who get into the roadways. Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel gives us an update. Uh, these relate to um, roadway issues as far as uh, persons in a roadway or on intersections. Right. Uh, we did get a letter uh, from uh, ACLU asking about the validity. We believe that uh, most of those issues can be resolved. Uh, and uh, we should be able to be prepared at the, by the council meeting to give you a recommendation on what to do with these. Now, Alderman Ralph Hanauer um, raised the question about this, and he's raised the question multiple times. I'm sure he gets an earful from constituents driving to work, having to dodge uh, panhandlers in the middle of the road. Have we looked to see what, like Decatur and some of the other cities, that they don't appear to have the panhandling issues, at least downtown and things like that, what they have done to, um, to, to stop it or I, I, whatever, you know. What have they done to deter it, I should say? Corporation Council Zirkle. We have looked at um, different policies, the downtown policies, one involving, for example, uh, signage that uh, Alderman Donnellan had referred. And so I would say that those issues are being looked at. These particular ones are really more directed at safety because of interaction between pedestrians and automobiles and entering the roadway or trying to uh, stop you know, cars as they're operating on the roadway. So again, that's just a review of some of the ordinances that remain in committee. Um, not much movement on those, uh, but there is some movement on a bunch of ordinances up for council consideration. Uh, so we'll start that coming up next and uh, get to new and unfinished business. All on the way here with the WMAY morning news feed. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location, now open for lunch. 723, about 34 degrees. I'm Greg Bishop. Email me, bishoponair at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just search out Bishop on Air. All right, so let's uh, let's get into city business. Last night, uh, the committee of the whole was meeting and hearing a slew of different ordinances. There were some uh, chemical purchases that uh, included in uh, what is that? Uh, in hydrous? Uh, not really sure what that's used for in the city. I know farmers use it, but uh, also um, the the chemical used to to put fluoride in your water. Uh, always uh, highlight this every every year it comes out, uh, but uh, it's uh, extra cost this year. We'll hear here again is the uh, uh, ordinance as read by the clerk for fluorosilic acid with Univar USA in an amount not to exceed fifty two thousand seven hundred and thirty four dollars for the Office of Public Utilities. Move for consent. Second. Got a motion second for consent. So that was for the uh, hydrofluorosic, uh, hydrofluor, I forgot how to say it. It's, it's the stuff that go, you know, fluoride, <laughs> essentially, they put it in the water. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's uh, increased cost, and that's something that uh, Alderman um, Redpath uh, highlights. One of the reasons it's in trouble is because of the expense of these chemicals. They've almost doubled or tripled. Am I right about that, Director? And the director of the, uh, the water department says, yeah, uh, these costs are going up. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman McMinniman highlighting uh, other aspects of the water fund and why uh, Alderman Redpath says is in trouble. Our coal plants used water and 
our electric division paid for the water to the Correct. water division. So that's a, a very major, major uh, change. And then our residential water usage and industrial water usage, generally speaking, has also been flat to declining for several years. So it's, we just can't all just pin it on in, in the chemical inflation. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the chemical inflation of the hydrofluorosilic acid. There you go. Yeah! <laughs> hydrofluorosilic acid. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. It's how many, how many, uh, how many syllables is that? Hydrofluorosilic acid. Is that like nine, ten? Nah, no, not quite. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, next up was um, a series of ordinances uh, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to deal with the Stanford Extension. And Nate Bottom uh, kind of lays out some of what uh, that's going to mean for that project. North to south, there's going to be a multi-use trail along the golf course and then there'll be curb and gutter, and then there'll be two lanes, or one lane in each direction with a middle, uh, with the parking lane on the south side and then sidewalk on the other side. However, as you approach the intersection, there will be a dedicated left turn lane. So in essence, be a three lane section at 11th Street as well as at uh, Foxbridge Road. So it's a bit of an overview of sorts of what that project's going to entail. So they moved forward with that. And another project is the rail relocation project. And there was a motion to have an omnibus vote, which compiles a bunch of different ordinances together, and they move on them all at once. Uh, but this deals with several properties close to the rail relocation project. And the totals were tens of thousands here, tens of thousands there. I think altogether it was hundreds of thousands dollars combined but alderman williams uh he wanted to highlight just how smooth this process was this late in the game compared to how it was when alderwoman DeCenso was uh raising issues about uh, some of her constituents properties being tied up with rail relocation this this went real smooth when i went and visited the area and all these homes and all i was like wow i was listening to the debate and what she went through but tonight just shows me that that you take care of it early by the time the rail got down into my area. <laughs> I mean, this, this is going like clockwork, and I appreciate your <laughs> your work in setting that pace so that... You mean my yelling and screaming? Constantly. Thank you, Alderman. I appreciate that. Uh, let's not bring back those days, uh, Alderman Williams. And I could be helpful. We all suffered through that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it was important. Uh, I think that those conversations, uh, though they may be uh, at times uh, frustrating, uh, they're extremely important because uh, that's uh, constituents in their homes and how they're being impacted by uh, policies of eminent domain and are they getting the proper value for their properties, are they being treated fairly, and so on. Uh, so interesting to see uh, how the, uh, the tone has changed now this far into the game of rail relocation. Uh, another issue is the uh, contract for yard waste removal, everybody's favorite topic. Evans cartridge for landscape disposal services for an amount not to exceed $780,000 from April 1, 2022 through March 31st, 2023. So a pretty big contract there. Alderman McMiniman excited about this. We've gone to year-round yard waste pickup. I think overall this is real popular out there because uh, it's an incentive to keep yards cleaned up. Yeah. It's... Uh, it uh, avoids the hassle of the stickers. It uh, those stickers. means that we don't have three different 
uh, pickup services going down the same neighborhood. We just got one. So I think overall this is an improvement. So um, looking at getting a year-round yard waste pickup. Uh, that's a thumbs up for Springfield residents. Uh, Alderwoman Conley also highlighting something she says is an improvement. Uh, I was just going to, um, I just wanted to thank Evans for waiving that 1.5%. Inflation cost, I appreciate that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, nice to see the business uh, cooperating there. Uh, but when it comes to uh, yard waste pickup, that's just one part that needs to be regularly cleaned and Alderwoman DeCenso highlighting how she'd like to see something else cleaned. I would love it if we could get a uh, street sweeping schedule, <laughs> let people know when to move their cars. I mean, major cities can pull it off. I think we can do it. I think we can. If I can second that, I would agree. I agree completely. <laughs> well, Big bottom. Don't we'll see a money. proposal with the budget uh, here shortly. <laughs> 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 Oh, the budget season's coming. The budget season's coming. The budget season's coming. The budget season's coming. Oh, we'll hear a bunch of different proposals, I imagine. Um, so coming up, we'll hear some more about uh, various different ordinances, including a proposal to extend a TIF region uh, and also new and unfinished business all on the way here with the WMAY morning news feed. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. Committee of the whole last night, just about an hour long. Still some stuff to get to, and talking about a variety of different ordinances. Here's one that's looking to deal with uh, the tax increment financing districts. A resolution supporting the extension of the Springfield Housing Authority, SHA, Madison Park Place TIF, and requesting the General Assembly to approve the extension as provided in the TIF statute. So Corporation Council Jim Zirkel lays out they've already got some things lined up. Uh, uh, letters from various of the taxing bodies, not all, but this was a uh, suggestion from, I believe, the firm working with the uh, lobbying efforts that it would be good to have a resolution from the council, something to take forward to the legislators. So we'll talk more about the lobbying efforts. If you recall, several weeks ago, they approved a contract, I think it was like $70,000 plus uh, to, to have a uh, city lobbyist, somebody specifically for Springfield, go lobby the state house for various things. Uh, Alderman Hanauer, though, talking about the TIF extension, he wants assurances against any possibility of the city of Springfield purchasing the Pillsbury plant area. I think that would be important for the city, not not for us, but for, for upcoming councils. And because uh, we're not all going to be here, you know, we're not, we're not going to be like Chuck that's been on the council, you know, off and on for the last 50 years. So, nope. you know, <laughs> had to get that in. That's the zing of the day. Uh, more uh, on this, Alderwoman DeCenso. This is a request of everyone who likes to email us at 4.30 on Tuesday nights. Huh. Um, we can't read those emails before council. And I probably have five or six emails sitting in my inbox oh. that there's no way I had a chance to read. And one of those dealing with this uh, TIF extension. So she couldn't read it in time. I don't blame her. I mean, uh, gosh, let's get those emails out quicker. So if everyone could be a little more timely in their emails and not bombard us mm. on Tuesdays at right. 430, that would yeah, be Yeah, it was preferable. at 434 is when I received it. Yeah. Okay, I 
So uh, there's uh, the uh, um, uh, discussion about uh, you know uh, the, the TIF extension and getting older people uh, timely information and so on. But again, Alderman Hanauer he reiterates the. Uh, his dislike for any idea, any notion of the city taking on the Pillsbury property. You know, I'm concerned if we would ever take that over, that that we would have people lined up at the courthouse and and we would, you know, have a lot of liability that would would be attached to us because we got bigger pockets than than what the current owners have. So. Right. Yeah. So if the city takes it over, and then all of a sudden there could be all kinds of lawsuits from uh, residents in the area suing the city because well the city's got money. Um, meanwhile, uh, on to new and unfinished business. Alderwoman DeCenso raises some issues that she is running into and her constituents are running into. And I think if you're driving to work right now, you're probably running into it too. I'm having a lot of issues with um, homeless and panhandlers on 5th and 6th streets. And earlier, if you recall, when we were talking about ordinances remaining in committee, uh, they talked about the homeless situation and how to combat that with people walking in the middle of the street trying to beg for money. Uh, and Alderwoman DeCenso says it's not just in the streets downtown, it's also in some residential areas, and it's, it's a problem, it's a nuisance. Uh, they're camping out in businesses, lawns and backyards and parking lots. Um, <coughs> They are defecating, they are bringing their belongings, they are screaming obscenities outside of their windows during conference calls. I want to thank the Springfield Police, they've been very helpful. Um, Officer Jones is still helping out with homeless issues. I haven't met Officer Newman yet, he's the new homeless outreach team officer, but um, it's, there's a lot going. It's a, it's a new call daily from a new business daily. So I just want that on everyone's radar. And Alderman DeCenso, not the only one having to deal with this. Alderman Gregory also having to deal with it. It's an inconvenience for for uh, the residents, you know, around these, these hot spots, so to speak. So I, I definitely agree. It needs to be dealt with. Alderman Hanauer chiming in. He sees it in his ward as well. I've been alerted to some out in Ward 10, and uh, um, my concern is. If they're way out, they're they're not around where they can get services, and uh, um, that's that's my major concern. He uh, also talks more about the situation and how to deal with it. I hope someone's, you know, charting it so that they know where they can, you know, when it's cold like this, to get the get them to the shelters or services. And let's face it, some people just don't want to do that, but. We need to know because uh, it gets dangerous this time of year out there. So, Alderwoman Purchase uh, shares some of her thoughts in particular about uh, how some individuals who are experiencing homelessness just don't want to go to the shelters. Um, homelessness that will sit outside and they know the rules of certain things that they like to do and they avoid coming inside. Uh, one weekend we had to call the police just to make sure that they asked them and everybody could clearly hear it, but they, they don't want to go in there, so we have to figure out another way to work with them. Juan Huerta, I think he's the communications or the uh, the, the community uh, relations director, I believe is his title, but uh, he's a you know, familiar face with the city helping deal with a whole host of issues from things that uh, residents have uh, dealing with the city to how to help uh, curb homelessness. Uh, he says that uh, indeed they are uh, getting people to the warming shelters uh, as as efficiently as they can. Yeah, some people don't want to go, but we, we, right. we're trying really hard to get everybody. I mean, it was really cold Saturday and Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also to the uh, question from all the woman, the Simpson about uh, some of the homeless maybe buying business, uh, I would recommend to put like a no trespassing uh, uh, 
sign on the business? Already done. They're done? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I will follow up with Chief Winslow tomorrow, too, then. Thank you. Yeah, uh, definitely something to, to consider. All right, um, coming back to the issue of lobbying, we heard about that when it comes to uh, being uh, discussions of the extension of a TIF district. But Alderwoman Do uh, Conley, she wants to make sure that uh, the city has other issues that the uh, the lobbying firm is going to be able to take up and uh, drive home to the Illinois legislature. We have not as a council had a conversation about any issues that we would like to bring before the General Assembly in this session. And it's going to be a short session, uh, but things starting now. There's all kinds of committee hearings going on for various bills and whatnot. So it may not be too late, but it is a truncated session. Are there is there a priority list that's already been established and sent to the the lobbying firm? Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel uh, lays out some of his understanding of what the communication's been thus far. Uh, trying to work on grants, uh, different things uh, related to uh, programs for Springfield. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, it would be fine for any uh, any member of the council to submit, you know, issues you think should be brought up. Now, Alderwoman Conley uh, brings up some issues, and uh, she ensures that uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder is listening from home as he's quarantining after testing positive for COVID-19. The mayor has mild uh, symptoms, speedy recovery, Mayor, and to you and your household. Uh, but uh, Alderwoman Conley lays out some of what she wants to make sure that is addressed by the lobbyists going to the Illinois State House. The whole pension cliff that we're facing, um, if the city of Springfield could add our voices as, as one of the many, and I know it's, an, it's a municipal league topic too, but if we could separately include our support for some reconsideration of how that's structured right now, I think that would be an important issue for our lobbyists to have on their uh, agenda for this session. So yeah, we'll see if that happens, <laughs> having any kind of discussions about pensions at the state house. Sometimes uh, is like pulling teeth. Alderman Redpath on another issue he wants to make sure is highlighted uh, during the City Council Committee of the whole last night. Um, I don't know if Corporation Council, if you're the right person to talk to about this, but do we have any idea where we are in the remapping of the of the automatic wards? And this is a conversation that's uh, been off and on. Uh, I think uh, the last alder person to raise this was Alderman Williams, who uh, wanted to ensure that uh, everything was above board and everybody um, had uh, their input into these maps. Here's uh, Alderman Redpath. But and the thing is, be, is we're under a deadline because I think it's the uh, next couple months we have to have that done. I believe it's, I think, 75 days prior to any filing. Okay. Uh, but but I'll be sure and check that uh, or follow up and let you know. So we'll uh, hear more in the uh, um, weeks ahead, I would imagine, uh, in the months ahead about uh, redrawing the city of Springfield's ward maps. Here's Alderman Hanauer. We want to have plenty of time to go over things, and, and so we probably need to move on it sooner than later. They should have, I believe they're done with all the other maps. So um, another uh, area that was brought up last night uh, deals with uh, building and housing enforcement and uh, trying to hold certain people accountable for uh, this, that, or the other when it comes to violations. And some aldermen raised questions about um, uh, ensuring that there's fairness in how this is dealt with. 
with some businesses being told they're all right with something, but then finding that they're being fined by uh, a different authority and uh, just you know some confusion as to uh, just how uh, fair some of the uh, the enforcement is on all of this. And even Alderwoman DeCenso highlighted how there's an issue that's been kind of forgotten about for six years and her constituents are getting more and more frustrated with it. Uh, so uh, different uh, situations, of course, all around, but uh, Nate Bottom... Uh, with Public Works, uh, he talks about uh, the the enforcement and some of the mechanisms they have in place to um, kind of keep everything uh, trackable and uh, uh, where it's, they can have a good idea of what's going on where. Revamp, we have revamped the registration process. We're trying to link all of our cases. Uh, CityWorks wasn't necessarily a problem. A lot of the data was not transferred over or migrated. I was not in charge that time. However, we are trying to do that. Um, this upcoming year, we're planning on migrating the data from Cornerstone, our old system, so that we can cross-reference some of that. Uh, can't fix the past, but moving forward, we're, we're going to do our best. Um, and then we should be consistent across the board. So if there are certain cases, we'll definitely look into it and, uh, and address it. So they'll uh, uh, work diligently to uh, be consistent across the board uh, to clear up any kind of confusion uh, or questions about there being uh, unfairness in there. Uh, Alderman Gregory says that he's got uh, some issues when it comes to uh, building and, and, and zoning enforcement, uh, especially in his neighborhoods where there may be some landlords a little aggressive in trying to get people out of their properties. I see a lot more than these few situations that I think we can fix is a landlord putting somebody out and throwing all their stuff on the curb. Drives me nuts. We, we, mm -hmm. we, can, we, can, we can pick up six stuff a year. You know, so in, in, in my neighborhood, that's what I'm seeing a lot of. Whoever's leaving, whatever, and we just throw the junk out on the, on the thing. So, yeah, the inspectors, they're going around, they write it up, and they sending it, sending it in. So then it's like, well, you know, I had to put them out. I don't know what else to tell you, but... I, you know, the, the neighbor is going ballistic about it, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I actually, I have a, a house uh, in my ward that I probably get that two or three times a year where it's just all the stuff out on the curb. And I get it. They got to have time to get the stuff. I think my mom and dad did that to me when I was that age. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I'm trying to get you out to council. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, so that's your council meeting last night. They also had a resident, uh, Damian Johnson, there to talk a bit about cannabis and uh, looking to work closer with the city to possibly get some variants for zoning and so on. So that's your council roundup in a nutshell. Here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, really appreciate everybody who reaches out and talks about how important this particular show is for them when it comes to better understanding what's going on at the city council meetings. Uh, so, uh, hey, I do it. It's a, it's a labor of love, that's for sure. All right, uh, now 7.51, and of course, the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs.